<laughs> Hello again. I am still Nicole. I'm still Josh. And I'm still Lorraine. And this is still Dog Month. We're just going to jump right back in, because why not? Sounds good. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Itty Bitty Animal Facts Podcast, where we learn a couple of facts about animals we're curious about. This podcast may not be suitable for all listening ears, specifically young ones. I just want to remind everyone that I am not a professional, just an animal enthusiast, because they can do so many cool, crazy things. Some things I say may just be my opinion. Sometimes I am misinformed, or sometimes I'm just straight up wrong. I am only human after all, but please email me at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so I can correct myself and learn from you. Remember, I am only an enthusiast, not a professional. I'm your host, Nicole, and joining me is my husband, Josh. Thank you for geeking out with me. Enjoy! What dog is highly sought after as a police and military canine? Australian Shepherd. Great Danes. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> German Shepherd. German, German Shepherd. Oh, yeah. Have <laughs> any of you gotten any right yet? Please say uh, so. No. So you're still That's... at five and you're still at four, technically? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I say a German Shepherd. German Shepherd, what did you say? I said Australian Shepherd, but it is definitely the German Shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the Australian Shepherd's fluffier, huh? Huh? Australian, yeah, it doesn't even look like that. Australian Shepherds are used more like in rodeos with cowboys and on farms. Okay. It's got 13 dogs. Because that's the dog I was thinking of. Me too, that's that's when I first said other. Is it German Shepherd? It's not a German Shepherd. Okay. Oh, Belgian Malinois. So yeah, but German but Shepherd is like fluffier. German... Yeah. No, but... they're not. German Shepherds they're are a little longer haired. They're longer. Oh, no, they're not long haired. German Shepherds? I don't yeah. feel like they're dark hair. They have a longer coat than the Belgian Mounds mm. do. Malinois. 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 Belgian Malinois. Yeah. I would have thought that was a German Shepherd yeah. <laughs> if I saw one on the Especially street. Especially right? this first photo. Yeah, I would think the other two, two have a I little, see it have different, a little different. They have longer ear. Yeah, the like. ears are more centered, but that first photo totally looks like a shaved German Shepherd. They look similar. They yeah. do look similar, but they are different. Um, they're lighter and smaller and a bit skinnier. Like, mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk about it. But they are. Originally, they were also a shepherd in a place of Germany. Um, okay, we'll just talk them. So, Belgian mouths are highly intelligent, athletic, and muscular, and exceedingly devoted. The mouths need to be actively engaged with um, by their owners, both mentally and physically. This is not a dog who can be left in the backyard. And they need daily walks, or daily walks are not enough either, so they need lots and lots of exercise, both Physically and mentally. The opposite of the previous dog we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they preferably like to be side by side with their owner, and it's like kind of paramount to their happiness, so don't deprive them of, their, of love. Um, it says, to deprive a mal of activity and human companionship is to deprive them of its very reason for being, so there you go. Mouths make great running, hiking, and biking companions, and they excel at agility, tackling, herding, obedience, and protection competitions. In 
1908, the Mals were first brought to America. They flourished here until the outbreak of World War II, um, and that put an end to, like, the breeding stock because they just couldn't get, like, a good <laughs> supply of them in a way. Right. And, like, um, Kept taking them off the war. Mm-hmm, that too. And then the breed um, languished in the post-war years until the early 1960s when the Mal's admirers began to process and replenishing their population in America again. Um, they are prized as herders of all kinds of stock. Their versatility and high work drive have opened careers in many other occupations and activities. They are highly sought after by the police and military. As military canines, they have served with such distinction that in North Carolina, there's a memorial to military dogs that features a life-size bronze of, like, statue thing of the Belgian Mals. They started... Um, its military career during World War One, when they served as messengers and assistants to the Red Cross. According to some accounts, they have also been seen pulling ambulance carts um, and carts with carrying fire, like while carrying firearms. And then most of the dogs that work with the elite Navy SEALs are also MALs. Um, the SEAL dogs are given their own special body armor, and they're even given their own night vision goggles. And they can skydive. Heck yeah. Military parachutists do tandem jumps with their dogs while strapped to them, but they're starting and can be trained to jump on their own, which is ultimately safer for the dog when they have to land in water. That's so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Do they have to, like, pull their own chute, or do they have a remote controlled chute that they're I have no idea. Pulls for them? No idea. Or does the handler... Go and no pull idea. Pull around. <laughs> no idea. But they so, are super cool, and that's uh, why they're preferred over German shepherds for the skydiving because they're when they're strapped to them, they're smaller, right? And they're like not as long. So mm-hmm. our neighbor across have... the street had German shepherds. Yeah. The one they have right now is a mix. She's a German shepherd mixed with something. Okay. Um, the movie we watched with Channing Tatum called Dog, uh-huh. that's a Belgian Mal. Oh, okay. So they're See, a little... I didn't know that. I thought it was a German Shepherd. And then the dogs in John Wick, Chapter 3, are Belgian Mal's. That, um... I don't remember the character's name. Oh, the actress Haley ba- Bally... Halle Berry. Halle Berry. There we go. Halle Berry, her character, has the two Belgian Mal's. And then, what's her name? Famous actress, she's married slash dating Ryan Gosling. Eva, Eva something. She's in Ghost Rider. She's the love interest in Ghost Rider. She's in Hitch, the love interest in Hitch. She has a Belgian mal, which when she had a stalker, um, the Belgian mal kept her safe from her stalker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, That's Belgian super. mouth. Yeah. They're super cool. That's super cool. They're also super cute. Yeah, they are. But they're a lot of work. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I almost want them, but I don't. What dog is or has such a reliable sense of smell that their findings can actually be used in a court of law? That's really cool. It's either going to be the the bloodhound. Okay. Or, I mean, I'm just partial to this (laughs) because we have one. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be the bloodhound. The bloodhound? And if not, Catalina. Okay. If it's kind of like a half point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are too. 
Wilson. You can guess the same. Okay. I mean, you both basically guessed German Shepherd on the last one. Quinn, that's enough. There's our Catahoula. The bloodhound. We were right. Six points for mom, five points for Josh. Oh, right. Sorry. That's my job. Telling you more about the bloodhound before we go to the next one. (laughs) I'm just like staring at the bloodhounds. They're so cute. I want one. Bloodhounds are large, substantial dogs standing 23 to 27 inches at the shoulder and weighing up to 110 pounds. Bloodhounds to bloodhounds will track ascent over miles of perishing or punishing terrain. I don't know, crazy terrain. As pack dogs, bloodhounds enjoy company, including other dogs and kids. They are easygoing, but their nose can sometimes lead them into trouble. (laughs) Bloodhounds are droolers, which I don't mind for the most part. Um, and <laughs> you don't have a drooler. So I don't have a drooler. I don't love it, but I don't think I would mind it necessarily because it's a bloodhound, and I would expect it from them. Iris from, is a drooler. Yeah, I don't love it when they get it on. Everything. I don't love it when they get like dirt in their drool and then put their dirty drool on me. <laughs> That's what I don't love. And I don't love like the licking. If they're just drooly and I'm petting them, I I expect it. But if they just come up and like keep licking me, that's what annoys me from my dogs. Mm-hmm. Or when it's just dirty drool, I'm like, no, don't touch me. <laughs> so Iris isn't a licker, so it's true. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's gross, but... Yeah. Yeah. Clean off our TV and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or it's, like, strung up on her nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, ugh. <laughs> puzzle. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> drooling doggies. But they're so cute and floppy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they are droolers, and obedience training these sensitive sleuths can be a challenge. Police departments around the world have relied on the muscular, single-minded hounds to follow the scent of humans, maybe a criminal, a lost child, or even a confused senior. Um, An assignment might last all day and night over the hills and through swamps, but bloodhounds won't give up until they follow the trail to the end. Even (laughs) to grandmother's house we go. (laughs) Um, But bloodhounds won't give up till they find the end of the trail. Um, Even in the days like these days of high technology, no scenting device has yet been invented to be as accurate as the bloodhound's nose. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I um, love that fact that they can be used in the court of law. They can be, and it's super cool. Um, they These massive hounds have over 300 million scent receptors, which is more than any other dog breed. Um, How so, do you figure that out, right? <laughs> science. Yeah. So, do you want to... I mean, how they made them, they just were like, oh, this dog smells good, let's breed it with this dog that smells good, and they just keep doing that right. until you get this. So, do you want to guess but, how many sen- sensory receptors other dogs, like the average other dog is? Theirs yeah. is 300 million. I'm going to say, like, 1 million in other dogs. Okay. That's my guess. I have other dogs and humans to compare it to. Okay. <laughs> so we'll do other dogs first, and we'll be um, you said 300 million. For bloodhounds. And Josh said what? 1 million for other dogs. The average of other dogs. I'll say 2 million. Most dogs have more than 100 million sensory receptors oh, right. in their nasal ca- cavity compared to 
blank in people. People is going to be like a million then. Okay. So, seven points for mom, five points for Josh. (laughs) People. Mm -hmm. How many sensory receptors do we have in our nasal cavity? Oh, in your nasal cavity. Like smell, smell sensor. Um, Sensory receptors. So, bloodhounds are 300 million. 1,000. All right. Humans have 6 million. Mm -hmm. And the area of the canine brain devoted to analyzing odors is about 40%, um, 40, not 40%, 40 times larger than that comparable to the human brain. Mm. So, bloodhounds, man. They got ridiculous noses. He gets to 1 million, so one point for him. So, seven so, for you, six for Josh. So, they, if you just do the math based on sensory receptors, bloodhounds are 50 times better at smelling than we are. Mm-hmm. But it's probably, I mean, there's not an actual quantifiable way to all say that. All dogs are better. In that way. Well, yeah, all we dogs are. are better than we are, for sure. But Bloodhounds, the, they're the super cool. Of those. That's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a cool thing I know about bloodhounds, you know, their, their face wrinkles like scrunch yeah, Right. They will, yeah, they like get in whatever they're smelling and it'll get into those folds and then they scrunch their face up and then they follow the scent and then if they need a refresher, they'll relax that and then they get a fresh whiff of it in from the, their skin folds and then they'll scrunch it back up and keep following the scent. Super cool. That's part of another reason why they're so so good good, at tracking scent and for so long because they can just remind themselves of the scent at any moment. They're very, very determined. Yeah. (laughs) So cool. Just like, what's his name? Lady in the Hound. Lady Lady in the the Tramp. Lady Lady in the the Hound. (laughs) You ain't nothing but a hound, dog. Lady in the Tramp. Still just as a cruel tramp. Uh, man, now you make me want to look it up. Gosh darn it, Mom. <laughs> if you would have asked me a few years ago, I probably would have been able to tell you because I used to watch that movie all the time. Lady and the Tramp. Bloodhound. What's his name? Trusty. Try to think of the little, the little Scottish terrier. Jock. Trusty. Huh? Jock. Because he is trusty. The Scottish terriers. Because Jock. they're trusted so much, they're used in court. Yeah. Well, he found the head of the, the tramp. You know. He did in the water. <laughs> through awesome. all of the puddles and rain. Yeah. Tracked the dog. The dog catcher. All right. Mm. What dog was made famous from in its native Africa for its skill of tracking and baying lions? Never killing lions. But tracking and baying them, helping baying. What's baying? helping to hunt and kill them. Okay, like, like, kind of like herding, but kind of. It's like they basically kind of tease and keep the lion distracted while the shooter, the like hunter, gets it in its scope to kill the lion gotcha. and like keep um, keep it distracted. The dog that, um... Yes. The people in your ward. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is one of the dogs. that's like, Dad, I want one. He's like, Oh, these people used to. I was like, I know. I met him, and he was adorable. His name was Copper. Yeah. Um, I can't think what they're called. Something like lion owner, isn't? No. Nope. There's no that. lion in its name. What is that? What are they called? But they're kind of a golden orangey. Cut. They're kind of a this baby. She's like almost asleep. I don't remember and then the she call. drops her baby. I've seen one. <laughs> yes, you have seen yeah. one. 
And you know what you it is. You just don't know what I know, it's called. No, I just can't think what. I can't remember the name. Maybe when you... I know what they look like, and I'm just trying to think what they're called. When I hear it, I'll be like, yeah, that's... Just like Pyrenees and Pomeranians. I know those names, too. Right? Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. If I gave you multiple choice, you'd be easily like... Oh, I'd know This it. one. Yeah. <laughs> I almost did it where I compared two dogs that were similar but different and be like, which one is which? But then I was like, that's too much work. <laughs> we're just going to do this. <laughs> yeah, I got to do what they're called. They have a signature. Oh, Ridgeback. Yeah. I was about to make they have a signature fur pattern. <laughs> Something Ridgeback. Something Ridgeback, and I can't think of the first Is what she but Ridgeback. remembers. I don't know. Comeback facts. Wicked Reed. God. Look at those cute photos. Those are cute. It doesn't even do justice of what no, their Ridgeback really is yeah. and stuff. The pictures I could find on the thing were the Rhodesian That's Ridgeback. It. I almost just about said it too just now. <laughs> The, I, I always said Norwegian. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Norwegian. Norwegian. Rhodesian Ridgeback. I got Ridgeback right. You did. I just think of I'll give you a point for that. You knew. Half a point. <laughs> no. Hey. What? I got the, the most, most important part. part. <laughs> All right. Rhodesian Ridgeback. The Rhodesian Ridgeback is an all-purpose renaissance hound whose hallmark is the ridge or stripe of backward-growing hair on his back. Um, Though the breed was made famous in its native Africa for its skill at tracking and banging lions, today Ridgebacks are cherished family dogs whose owners must be prepared to deal with their independence and strong prey drive considering their prey is lions. Um, the formable Ridgeback can be strong-willed, independent, and some formidable Ridgeback can be strong-willed, independent. Oh, everyone take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes domineering. Ridgebacks must be guided with a firm but fair hand from puppyhood. They are faithful, protective of their loved ones, and very affectionate with those with whom they trust. The Ridgeback is a unique creation of Southern Africa resulting from crosses between the native rigid, I'm going to butcher how to say this, I'm so sorry, Kahoikihoi um, dog and European breeds brought by Dutch colonists, the boars, including greyhounds and various terriers. The infusion of the koi blood gave resulting generations a resiliency against local pests such as the tsetse fly um, as well as inborn knowledge of how to navigate their new African environment um, and outwit its deadly predators, the lion, <laughs> and other predators in Africa. In the late 19th century, big game hunter Cornelius von Ruin and from Rhodesia incorporated two ridged greyhound-like females into his pack of lion dogs, he found that their ridge offspring excelled at confronting and confounding the king of beasts, giving the hunter time to sight in his rifle and dispatch his prey. These rigid dogs were also successful at fending off other dangerous animals, such as leopards and baboons, trotting effortlessly alongside horse-mounted riders all day, 
breaking off to coarse, quick-footed games such as antelope to provide meat for the pot, and protecting the homestead from all intruders. They were now known then and are today for their devotion to family and tolerance and affection for its children. Very cool. They're super cool. Yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. They just run and run and run mm-hmm. all day long. Mm-hmm. And protect you from leopards and baboons and right. lions and tigers. Let and me bears. help you uh, oh catch this antelope <laughs> and go around the mountain to grandma's house. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, they're super cool. So the Reed, Reed, I can't say it now. Rhodesian Ridgeback. Plus, like, the backward furring hair is super cool. Yep. This is the end of this week's dog month, so talk to you more next week. If we're still around. (laughs) Rude? (laughs) Don't know what's going to happen between this week and next week. True. It's a little dark, though. I hope you're all here next week for more dog facts, because there's a lot more dogs you want to learn about. We're saying, what if we might not be here next week? (laughs) (laughs) She thought it was She agreed. Her baby giggled. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please rate, review, and tell your friends so I can continue with your support in sharing fun animal facts with you. You can also follow Animal Facts Podcast on Instagram. I may not be updating it as often right now, but there will be occasional treats. Click the link in the description for the resources, donation links to save the animals we talk about, merchandise, and other fun things. And a special thank you to my best friend, Jewel, for the awesome theme music. And all of you for joining me in my animal passions. Until next time. An itty bitty bye.